I have to cancel that appointment I have for next week. Why? Are you sure you don't want to go? Yeah, I'll cancel it. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm, I can hear again. Mm-hmm. So far, I can. I, I was moment. Okay. I was, he, well, he has. I was like. <laughs> well, he was having like. Um, no, I did. I get ringing lo- in his ear. I get a, a lot bit. of wax in my ears, so usually That's if funny. I if I wash the wax out, I can hear very well. And I washed the wax out, and all that happened was no wax came out, and all the water stayed in. So I was hearing. Nice. I was hearing, like, I was answering the door a lot, and there was no one there. Like, I was hearing ringing in my ear. So I, so I called the, the ear doctor, and I'm like, I'd like an appointment! I was actually just messing with them. I, I really couldn't. And it was only, in, was it only in the one ear, too? It was only in the one ear. So I could hear fine, yeah. you know, but just from the other one. It was actually annoying, because, like, at one point I actually said, can you talk into my good ear? Like, I'm 84 years old. So. I know. It was bad. If I was on his bad side, our, he couldn't hear our, me. Uh, I just pretended. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Our friend Trisha has that continuously. Does she really? Well, so does William Shatner, right? Yeah. His tinnitus. Yeah, but he blew. He had a bomb blow up next to him. I was just like, "Ow, oh, my ears!" <laughs> like we were. You know, I just like to point out that I told you you were shooting too much of that shit into your ear, and you just kept doing well, it. Well, most of it came out. Well, <laughs> you're only supposed to use it twice a day for up to a week. You know, were using I, it like every hour. I kept thinking <laughs> to myself, there was like a dam in there, and if I could just no. break the dam, yeah, it didn't work out that way. And then, what like, exactly were you shooting into water? Your ear? Just water. No, well, he was using water. a little bit of like the um the stuff to the no, deep rocks, like the the deep rocks. Then I had my friend, it's my like, friend like, at work. Remember Beth? She will never find us. Well, Beth recommended um, that I use Dimatap. So I'm like oh, Dimatap. Oh so I God. went that to was the, the night from hell. I went to CVS or Walgreens to buy Dimatap, and I'm looking for it for like half an hour. I can't find it. Then I found it in the kids section with like a little butt. Yeah, and I'm googling it, and they're like, "No, it comes. It's adult medicine." And I'm and then I'm looking, and it's like Walgreens.au. I'm like, "Well, the Australians have it. So why can't we?" So that. So then I, I found it. So I'm, I'm looking at the side of it and it says like adults take, you know, however much and kids take how, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, it's it, like, it's gotta be an adult it's medicine. It's got like a little kid drawn yeah. in crayon. But on I'm the like, box. I'm like, you know what? It's gotta be just marketed to kids, mm-hmm. but adults can take this. So I went to the register and I, and I rang it through and I'm like, it's for my child. <laughs> I just volunteered to them. And I got home and I'm like, I'm for gonna, my unborn child. I'm like, I'm gonna take my dime tap and I took it. And remember that time Jen got the little shot that they said make her a little drowsy? <laughs> Were you unconscious? I was unconscious oh God, for like yeah. 12 hours. Yeah. Like at one point I woke up and Danielle was standing over me just kind of like... I was kind know? of like tapping his shoulder. I'm like, are you alive? Yeah. Like, like, I was, like going on? And that was the night we lost the podcast and Bob thought I was like in an emotional depression because I wasn't talking or anything. And I'm like, Bob, I was unconscious for 12 hours. I just got all your messages. I'm alive. I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. Well, you were upset, yeah, though. I was like, well, I was, I was upset I wasted everybody's time. That wasn't well, suicidal. I know, but you were upset. I know, but like... I don't think anyone thought you were suicidal. But like, but. so he gets up, and he's like, oh, man, that stuff is like knocking me out. I'm really tired. So he gets up from sleeping upstairs on the second floor, comes downstairs where I'm about to watch TV, sits down on the couch, and is like, all right, I got to pay our bills. <laughs> and like five minutes later, he's... Out cold again. <laughs> like, oh my god, this stuff is ridiculous. Oh my god, we're gonna lose the like, house. If it does that to Somebody you, what's it supposed to do to a kid? Yes. 
I mean, Thank you. really, how much of it did you take? I he took, only took, like, the one adult dose, which I think is, like, 20 milligrams. I took 20 milligrams. Like, half the cap. It's not even... I went to bed the next day. I'm like, are you trying to oh. kill me? I've been sleeping yeah. since we last spoke. It's pretty bad. It's horrible. It's terrible. Interesting. And she's like, does it make your ear feel better? I'm like, no. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. It did not. It did nothing. I don't know what we're going to do with the rest of that. I should just get rid of it. Give it to Herbie. It's not going to be good by the time, like, our kid's old enough to take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll have trouble sleeping when the young time comes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know what's Tana also horrible? What? It's horrible, Bob. <laughs> the fact that we haven't started. Uh, I'm moving this all into the... Sorry. That's all going to be in there. I'm not telling that story again. Good. Because I don't want to have to listen to it again. Oh, I missed you, Bobo. No, I'm joking. I'm messing with you. All right, so let's go ahead and get this episode of Point of View Weekly started. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which... Wait, I don't say that. Let's get this episode... God damn it. What? Anyway. No, I thought that was right. No, we, we know he's... I think I was wrong. Oh, really? I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it sounded right. I don't know. Listeners, right into you Ryan know, and... Bo- and Bob, takes a, Bob takes a week off and Who's he forgets the script. The, uh, Remember when we came back when we hadn't podcasted in a couple of years and we were like, what was that Clint Eastwood movie where he was like the astronaut and they sent all the 80-year-olds up to the space station because they were the only ones who could fly the damn thing? I felt oh. like, oh, anyone remember how I turned this thing Sp- on? What was that movie? Space Cowboys? The Space Cowboys? That's what I was going to say. How did I know that? Well, I thought that was wrong because it made me think of Firefly, but anyway. All right, Bob? Bob! After the obligatory uh, monologue from Ryan, let's go ahead and start tonight's show. <laughs> Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, Ryan I can't cook. I, can't cook. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it uh, again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmeal. Wake up and smell the oatmeal. Oh, smell the oatmeal. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was so darn cute, but it was Jen, what are you I doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. 
Ooh. I wish that I was. Ooh, Ooh this would be a fun party. You only get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I do. even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got, I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They're similar. They start with N? Yeah. <laughs> good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. He Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says nope. Sorry, Bob. Dang it, Ray. Thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the front. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this. You're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, He's slowing slow. down! We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome! It's like Blu-ray quality! It's at like one-tenth speed bothering his buns! This is exceptional! You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I need my you can own see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly Wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> said one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayoral. That's wicked funny. That's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E, Jack. Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. Hey, everyone, and welcome. Damn it, wrong show. Let's try that again. Take three. What show is that? Wake up and smell whatever the replicators cook in Poobwainians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show, yet not really morning show, part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. And someone's texting me. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm here at the Table of Awesome with my closest of friends, starting with my biffle, Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? T. Earl Grey hot. That's what the replicator can be. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm More doing than well. More yes. I am doing Depends well, on which enterprise we're on. This, well, the early enterprises did not have replicators. They had those little food slots that gave you, like, little green and multicolored pellets. Geometric food. They look good on, you know, 60s televisions that just went color. Yeah. I was more referring to, like, you know, whatever. Never mind. No more logging for Ryan. We also have his lovely wife, Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing? Doing well, Bob. You know, if we want a little trick for future podcasts, if you don't want Ryan to monologue, <laughs> I, I, can, I can dose him with Dimatech. Oh, my God. I can sneak it into his coffee. <laughs> Were you the one that slept on an entire then, wait, podcast? Then again, your coffee would taste like grape. You slept. That, that should taste pretty good. You slept through an entire episode. Yeah, I was pregnant. I had a better. Experience. I know, but we couldn't tell anybody. Like Danielle is not interested in yeah. your company. This evening. Sorry. We're back. Seems to sound fine. We're back. Do we want to go ahead and start from the top, or do we want to just keep going? Well, it's up to you, right? Because you're going to be. Yeah, why don't we just start again? Whoever's editing. editing. Why don't we just start again and we'll just, yeah. Just remember what you said. I can't remember. I have my line about diamond tap and I'm going to use it again. <laughs> That's okay. Damn it. I was already doing Just other. introduce Sue. Introduce Sue and Danielle. All right, fine. Wait. No, you already so said I, that. I, I'm doing all of it. It's either I'm doing all of it or I'm doing none of it. All right, do all of it. I'm being a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's the title. Just do all of it, Bob. Say that that somehow is getting in the introduction. Wake up and smell whatever the... Well, the never mind. Let's just use the original one. 
on whatever the replicator's making today, folks. There. Okay, let's, this is oh, okay, I'll take it. How about, okay, let's let's take it. We were originally going to take it from where Sue was at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this all the same audio file? I'm just curious. Oh yeah, I'm just curious. It is. Okay. Taking it from where Sue is being introduced. <laughs> And finally, we have our ever-lovely producer, Sue. Sue, how are you? I'm good. And I can actually hear and understand you now, so that's Ooh, even awesome. your sound quality in the last few moments is just improved. Remarkably improved. It's, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, that- it's the first time we don't get to blame Sue's internet for it. We don't. No. We Yay, don't. it's not my internet. Yay. Remember that thing on... Like, not- when you watch the behind the scenes stuff on TV shows and they say like this scene was filmed on a Monday and the scene was filmed mm. on a Wednesday because it's two different sound stages, but it looks like it's all happening at once and, and they filmed it across a week. We are actually 45 minutes older than we were when we started the introduction to the Aww. podcast tonight. Our edit free podcast. It's only 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, add some more in there for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure when it gets edited it down, it'll be a lot less. Three and eleven minute episode. All right. Yes. So Danielle had the opportunity to make fun of me today with a medical professional. Oh, about what? Well, I had my um. This will only work if you do the voices. Yeah. No, I had my my one hour glucose test today, which is the fun little test they give you when you're pregnant to determine if you are going to have gestational diabetes. So they make you drink this orange flavored like glucose drink and it, it tastes like those mm-hmm. um fruity juice drinks you had when you were a kid that come in like the barrel shaped container. I don't know if you remember those, but like it's just super I sweet. No, I like I I never really had them either cuz my parents wouldn't buy like a ton of sugary crap for us. So I'm like drinking it. You have 5 minutes to drink the whole thing. And I'm like, "All right, this isn't so bad. Okay." By the end of it, I'm like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's disgusting. So I finish it. And then I go in and I have my appointment with my doctor and I have my Kindle with me because I know I have to wait an hour and they're going to draw my blood to see what the glucose is doing. So I'm like, well, I got an hour to kill, so I'll bring my Kindle. So I have my Kindle next to me when the doctor comes in and she's like, oh, oh, what kind of Kindle you have? My, my doctor is Chinese and she's just, she's got like this very thick accent. Oh my God, this is the most racist thing ever. It is. No, it, it, but that's what she sounds like. And she's a sweetheart and I love her. It's just, that's, 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 that's just what she sounds like. Specifically what she sounds like. And um, like you, ha- like I have to really listen to her because she, her accent's quite strong. And um, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's one of my husband's four Kindles. She's like, wow, four Kindles. He read a lot. I'm like, yeah. He reads a lot. I was like, in fact, he's given like two of them away. I have. Every time we have house guests. I get every, every, every house guest I've had. Maybe. But she's a big fan of the And then she asked me what I was reading. And I said, well, I'm rereading Harry Potter. I said, and I'm on book seven. And she's like, Harry Potter, only six book. I said, no, seven. I was like, there's seven books. <laughs> but eight movies. It's I was really like, weird. I'm on the last one. I just wanted to reread it one last time, you know, before the baby comes. Bob is writing to all of our <laughs> sponsors right now, apologizing to the And Chinese I'm too tired to read. So, so I should tell all my well, Asian no, friends just, not to listen to this episode. I'm not really trying to be insulting, though. That's what, that's she, what, that's what she sounds like. Specifically what she sounds like. Well, she's no. so cute. Like, she's just hilarious, but. That's what she, she like. is. Well, it's really funny because she's the doctor. I don't know if we ever talked about this in the podcast, but usually when you go to an OB practice, there's probably 10 doctors 
and one of them is on call all the time. So if you go into labor, you know, at four in the morning, one of them will be there. Well, in this practice, there's only two doctors and each of them is on call every other day. So I'm doing math in my head. I'm like, how do you take a vacation? Because if you go away for two weeks, like, she's like, oh, we, no, we don't. We don't go on vacation. So this woman, she works no, she every day, work. like 15 hours, and she's always there. And she's so cheerful. She's like, always the there. So my sister-in-law went into labor two years ago, and she, this is not her doctor, but it's at the same hospital, and she's in the bed and she's been there for a while and she's tired and all of this stuff and all of a sudden this doctor just pops up between your legs and says hi you want me to break your water now and she's like who the hell are you because <laughs> she just came out of nowhere so she's always no, there but we, I so love her. she's a very wonderful doctor I'm very glad she's Bob is groaning because of the porch <laughs> Chinese audience Bob's making that sound he oh dear that sound. <laughs> can we talk yeah. about you know school prayer now Bob <laughs> I would love to talk about school prayer oh. if you want to. Wow. Yeah, but we, we, I was, you're, you're, you're not. There wouldn't be much controversy because I think we have. We, we have the same opinion. opinion. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That would kind of defeat the part. And now, if, if, if Jen was on, I would love to have that conversation with I've had, and Jen will never listen to this. I've, I've debated. Well, no, that wasn't school prayer. Was this? Maybe yeah, that was, no, you did. No, it was school prayer, but there was something else we debated. We oh, The same day, we did school prayer and we did. Um, Oh, we did another big one, and I and we and I ended this with a like, we are never going to agree on this one. Never can I agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, it was. We had two different types oh, no. of 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 logical tax well, on that one. But. I think I think we're I think we're similar. I don't know if we completely agree with each other, but I think we have similar concepts of how. Where do you think we should. disagree? Gotta know. <laughs> Are we really gonna get into this? Okay. Why not? We pissed off the Chinese. Why we gotta not? do something. Let's do it. Um, okay, I'll just I'll briefly say this. Um, I'm a strong believer in religious liberty. Yep. Uh, and I believe that uh, I want the government out of my religion mm-hmm. and my faith life. And yep. so, because of that, I believe that, like for example, like there should never be school led prayer for any reason whatsoever mm-hmm. um do i believe that uh, religious groups can exist on campuses and on their own individual like within their own individual groups of mm-hmm. like a student led go mm-hmm. for it i right. believe that mm-hmm. whether it's christian muslim uh whatever i think students should be allowed to express themselves within their own within their own groups and whatnot but as for like actual like school led or government led uh, prayer, I'm a huge opponent against it. Because I don't, I believe if, if, if the government can giveth, the government can taketh away. Mm-hmm. So, and not to mention, as, as a Christian myself, I would not personally want, you know, someone telling me that I had to be led in some sort of, uh, mm-hmm. even I'd be actually be, uh, against being led in Christian prayer or, uh, Muslim prayer or Islamic prayer or whatever. Exactly. So I guess I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the reason I say I don't know how I, I don't know if I totally agree with you is because I don't know how you feel about uh, student-led, student like kind of like in their own groups with it. Yeah, in their the own groups, I think everything. So I think we're probably in the in the, in, mm-hmm. in the lockstep. I think mm-hmm. you know student-led groups. Students should be able to to you know do whatever they want within groups. One of the things about religion to me is that it's it's a private thing and it means something different to every person. And I think you, you just kind of touched on it is that when you say, okay, we're going to allow, and this happens in, a, in areas of the country where it's 
something. It's 95% Christian. It's 95%, you know, Southern Baptist. It's 95%, you know, there's, there's a, you know, overarching, you know, moniker of religion in, in one area is that people say, well, we're, we'll have ours, but we're not going to have anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And that's where you run yeah. into problems. Yeah, you run into huge, and a lot of people don't seem to have a problem with that because they're like, oh, well, religion never hurt anybody. I'm like, okay, so you would be fine with Thursday being the Quran day. Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. I'm like, well, how do you absolutely rectify not. that? You can't justify that. And, and the only way you can wrap your brain around it is to say, well, everyone else, they should just bend a little because our religion isn't so bad. I'm like, yeah, but, but, you 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 but good, don't but then say you're tra- the same you're to them. Trampling all over you're trampling there. on someone else's. And, and the only way yeah. to protect it is to is to have none of it in that arena. And that's where because because pe- a lot exactly because a lot of people see it on the other side as you know not atheism, but like say if you're an atheist, you don't practice a religion, so they see this as a victory for you because your religion of nothing is the one that gets to be practiced. And that's not but that's not a religion. at all. What it, but that's how they see it. They see it as practicing. No religion is almost like practicing the religion of, of, of someone else. So it, it's this weird type of way that they view. See, this is what church argument. on Sundays is for right. or Saturdays, depending on your, your particular religion. You right. have a place of worship right. that you go to. You know, it's and, then, it's, it's and then you sport. can, you know, whatever it is you do in your own home is obviously what, you know, is what you decide is important. Right. It doesn't then need to be in public schools. Like, this is what I don't get. It's, it's, it's like, it's, you know, well, yeah. you know what it is? And people point to, um, you know, what kills me is people point to like the references to under God as like, well, there, you know, founding fathers wanted it. I'm like, really? Because they, they set out that. That was the 50s. Eyes right. But that's what I'm that saying. Out. But this is yeah. what people do. Thanks, Ike. This is what people do <laughs> when they're not, then they don't know enough about it. And it's like, right. Right. And it's like, well, there's, there's actually a separation of church and state for a reason. Well, the thing that that kills me, yeah, and and a lot of it I think is team sport because they say, well, the atheists are winning now and we're not. I'm like, but that's not, it's not a competition. You not, if not everyone, competition, but everything in politics now is a competition. Unfortunately, religious religion is now politics. They're going after the Pope for being too liberal. The Pope, they're saying is not a good Catholic. Yeah, I, I enjoy the Pope too. Um, I, I enjoy just, I him, and I'm not careful. Certain minorities tend to be the loudest. Yeah, that's what I would say. Um, not every member of every group always necessarily is this, believes the same or mm-hmm. feels the right. same right. as as the more vocal uh, minorities. Um, but yeah. It was weird. I, I don't know if we want to continue going on with this conversation in lieu of all the other conversations we have going uh, planned for, but uh, but yeah, I, I just think like, but yeah, like I guess the point is like you know, I'm cool with there being you know the Christian club on school, right? You know, yeah. Club members want yeah. to do that, go yeah, for it. I mean, sure. So I'm okay with her like being school and per at school. That's I'm okay with that, and as long as it's student led and you know their group, their you know, student social groups, go for it. But if, like, teacher-led... Mm, right, yeah. yeah. Right, because you... I think the way that, like, because I've gone to public school my entire life. I think the way they handled it, at least at my high school, is every morning we just observed a moment of silence. Right, and you have so to be if respectful you, you know, if, if all groups. if prayer was important to you during yeah. that moment of silence, you could do that. If you just wanted to sit quietly, right. you could do that, and that's fine. But there's certainly areas of, of the country <clears throat> where one religion has so much dominance that it's very very easy for groups to just push that religion because 
No one is going to disagree with them. And I think the way you have to look at your politics and your view in the world and the way you interact with others is to look at the unpopular position and say, would you still defend that too? You know what I mean? So it's people won't do that. Like I remember there was, um, I want to say this was in Louisiana that they pushed a bill to allow state funding of religious monuments on state grounds and this satanic group applied, right, right. said, well, we want some of the money yeah. too. And they're like, we never, yeah, and they're like, well, we never, we just assumed it was only for the Christians. I'm like, why would you, you assume can't it's do only that. for the Christians? Like, this is why you, this is why yeah. all or nothing. Because, yeah. And that's the thing. And, um, oh. yeah, it just, it, that's the thing too. And it's, you have to look at, you know, and, and this is the thing too. It's should like the freedom of speech. There was a big push to have Westboro Baptist Church banned from being able to picket outside of you know funerals and my position on that one was well i think they should be able to pick it i think there should be a very very you know wide berth that they should have to observe and i think you should have as many hell's angels surrounding them as possible to protect people from having to see that but my thing is i want everyone to see what these whack jobs are saying because if you i think it's it's their right to do that it's their right to be idiots yeah their right to be idiots i think it's important that we see idiots and not lock idiots up because when idiots you know like donald trump are able to speak every day i think it's very refreshing because then we get to be reminded that there are idiots out there i recently because of sue i become a fan of the morning stream and bob as well the morning stream i've listened to it the last couple days and they had on this morning yeah it was yesterday's episode yeah that's a funny name it was yesterday's title of that it was yesterday's episode they were doing one and i i've only listened to like two episodes so i don't even know the the host name yet but they did donald trump or and it was a character from future Oh, yeah, Zach Brennigan. Zach Brennigan. listened to the first part of that was. And they would say uh, these outrageous <laughs> quotes, and you would have to guess, was that Who Donald Trump what? or this this? And let me guess, character. it was harder than you thought it was, right? He got like six, five yeah. right. Yeah. Six, yeah. Right, five, six right, five wrong. And the, the, what he finally figured out was if loser was mentioned, it was Donald Trump, because he loves using the word loser. Loser. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think he should be able to speak as loudly as he wants. <laughs> but I personally it, think except for that, that people are really embracing him and that nah. is scary it is it's kind of sad like I, I i i have some people that i know that like really like trump and the idea of him being president and i told them i am now disowning you as a person because yes i'm a conservative but that's a jackass and if he becomes president i'm fucking moving out of gun that that's just it it's like you can you know i understand you know, he's supposedly conservative or Republican, whatever. He's but actually is just a dick. He has he. I am actually <laughs> questioning because I don't know much about his politics other than what he's saying yeah. right now. I haven't followed him. I've never seen an episode of The Apprentice. My entire experience with Donald Trump is that cameo he had in Home Alone Two. If you remember, he, oh, was, yeah. he was in the lobby and told yeah. Kevin McAllister where the check in. That was my. Entire- I just remember. Like Experience when I was Trump. new, when I was relatively new to Twitter, I remember tweeting him directly and telling him he was a waste of a human being. Right, love doing which that. was fun, but he didn't tweet mm-hmm. back. But he's in recent he years, he's me. loved Hillary Clinton. He said he would hire Obama. He has done such a good job. So I don't what? know if this is just him sucking. No, because don't you remember? I think that what it was is barker. like. Remember, he did the thing where he said, "Well." Obama, you either need to release your birth certificate now or all these kids will lose out on charity money. I, I donate will not money. donate. I'm like, you're going to be that much of an asshole because you're going to say I'm going to withhold money 
from a charity unless you do this. I'm like, really? Come on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Did, did you see what Obama tweeted, though? I didn't. He no. Said, he said, uh, Trump wanted to, to see my birth certificate. I want to see the birth certificate of whatever it is that lives on Trump's head. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, David Letterman had an awesome yeah. top ten list with uh, what was yeah, that on good. that you that you found? He that? did a um, there was uh, it was um, was it Martin Short and it was Steve, Steve Martin? Martin and Martin Short yeah. did, did this thing in Texas, and, and, and Letterman showed up and did the top ten like, list. It was great. He was like, "Wait, oh, I have something here." He's like, "Oh, every suit I own comes with a top ten list," and. uh he took it out and it was about Donald Trump. And yeah. it was like th- at least four of the ten things were about his hair. Yeah, that thing that lives on <laughs> so Trump's funny. head. But so funny. you know what it is? It's like I even know – like this is the thing. Like I'm I'm a, an unenrolled voter. I When I first registered when I was 18, I registered as a Democrat. And I actually unenrolled in 2006 because I thought the Democrats were being too extreme by kicking Joe Lieberman out of the party and, you know. He's since gone nuts, but I liked him very much at the time. But I, I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an extremist. I mean, that's 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 good, right? You're too extremist. I leave you now. The other side's got Donald Trump. Okay, he's a little extreme. Yeah. But look at the other candidates: Scott Walker. Oh God, that guy's nuts. Yes, you. He's even worse. Danielle, right now, um, did you not know who Scott Walker was, well, or how I, did that come? I out? hate to say it. I only knew who he was because one of my Facebook. Friends, be- friends who is actually a Papuanian, I yes. think, um, posts about him a lot because it's her governor, right? Yes. He, um, so, so I only was becoming familiar because I kept seeing all these things and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, is this guy really this out there? Because I would read like things he said and I'm like, what, how can someone say this and be serious? And yet he was. Like, I forget what he was talking about last time. Was it about the, oh, about, about gay marriage? And he was kind of making the same argument, Bob, that you had just said about um, religious liberty, right? So by saying your your point of view being that you don't want the government involved in your religion because, you know, for everything you just said. So, but anyway, like he was kind of trying to make the argument that allowing gay marriage tramples on the rights of Christians. And I'm like, but, but no. That's hilarious. It doesn't do anything to you. And like, so I'm reading his, I'm like, this makes no sense. I'm like, it absolutely makes it's the blue zero granite. It's the blue sense. Granite. But let me say this. Scott Walker, now, he is one of the more extreme candidates for either side to ever run for the presidency. Yeah. He's running for the Republican nomination for president. Right now, today, the top two candidates are in the top three of the candidates. And granted, it's early. But Donald Trump and Scott Walker <laughs> and, and Jeb Bush is in there as well. Are, are the leading candidates the Republican nomination of the president for president of the United States? Now we, we're we're now going into this would be our third Democratic term, and usually after history has shown over the past two presidencies, usually the third time it they swings switch back. back. Yeah, it swings okay. Back. He has yeah. said he will bomb Iran on his first day in office. He said that. He said he'll start World yes. War Three. He's the tied for first. He's nuts. Oh God. I left because Joe Lieberman. Was getting pushed out by someone who wanted to put solar panels on everybody's house. <laughs> that caused me to leave a party. The other guy's side wants to bomb Iran on his first day. <laughs> oh, Somebody no, do something. No. Very it's scary. Awful. It's very, very scary. scary. And, and this is where it gets well, scary, too. Somebody had a good point. Uh, I, I liked their point, but I didn't like their candidate. And basically it was, 
I'm embracing Donald Trump because I don't like the Democrats or the Republicans, and he's at least different. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's, I, I like the whole no. different. That's like when you're like, that's different. Let's pick somebody else to be different because oh. no. Well, the thing that kills me right now is... You know, maybe is, the founding fathers were right. We're too dumb to the, vote. The, this is why we have the Electoral College, because we're I too know. dumb to vote. And, but the, the thing is, who picks the electors? Right. The electors are pretty bad themselves. They're, they're, they're toothless. And I mean that literally. They have no teeth in their heads. But, like, the thing right now is that Bernie Sanders is surging on the Democratic side. But he at least makes sense. He makes sense, but he he's I think he's unelectable. Well, I do, too. And I I'm afraid I if all the liberals vote against Hillary and vote for Bernie, we're going to have Scott Walker. And the only one who's going to live through the war is Robin because she's moving to Italy. I know. he's out of his own state. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Robin's running for it. Oh, she is. God. But that that killed me. Obama ran in my first week. That because when you're running for a party primary, you're running for the extremist voters in your party to vote for you, right? And he's running for the people who desperately want Obama ran for some godforsaken mm, reason. So. so awful! Oh my god! It's just yeah, it's very scary. The whole thing is scary right now. It is scary. Oh, and by the way, and is it possible I that the like two of you? Bernie, but they would eat him alive. Well, the thing with Bernie and the thing with Hillary, and I'll say this real fast, is that Bernie has, he talks wonderfully, he has wonderful ideas, he's very eloquent, but he has, has he ever accomplished any of the stuff that he says he means? It's great to believe in things, but if you can't do any of it, yeah, what good is is empty words? And if, if Hillary is electable and has the ability to get stuff done by being a more mainstream candidate, then I think that's probably better than having someone who you were he's, um, at the time even do nothing or get you Scott Walker in office. So He's from Vermont. He's right? from Vermont. Um, they, I, I just heard on the radio today that they're, they did some study of like the most peaceful states in the United States. It's Vermont. Vermont is number one. You think? Well, the people on the radio were like, oh, it's got to be Oregon. <laughs> and then they said, no, it's not Oregon. Now, it's someplace in New England. I'm like, oh, it's Vermont. If it's someplace I have a in question. New England. Do we have a continuity of POFWA plan? Because I've read recently that when the big earthquake hits, the two of you may not be with us any longer. Is that correct, Sue and Scott? Scott's not here. Not Scott. Who's the other one? Bob? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? God damn yes, it, Ryan. It, I know you're trying to replace me, but seriously. <laughs> we may need someone from another... Saying, yes. This one is coming, and they actually had a date on one of the things I read today. What was the date? Wait, like, they right, said the earthquake is going to come on February 22nd or something. I don't remember the of date. Of what year? This year. Of 16? Well, it's already passed. You're going to live. Think so? I don't know. Okay. There is supposed okay, to be. Okay, but is this like Nostradamus? Stuff? No, they said like there's a one in three chance it will happen within 50 years, and oh. it will basically cause widespread damage. Like picture California, yeah. like the 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 left half of California, all down that coast, yeah, will be devastated going towards the coast, and they're predicting 13,000 people will die. What? And it's basically where they yeah. will get rid of all the liberals and you. Are There's a lot of us on uh, this no. coast too, Bob. We'll hold up the fork. <laughs> There's someone a lot. Get, someone get me a map. I don't think if I remember. I remember looking at a map and thinking I wasn't. Is it the I five? It's like west of the I something. Uh, so I'm, it's what is I'm there like a be. fault line? Is there like something that's going a lava on? Lava yeah. something it's, is is the fault. Big time fault line. Because my old boss is actually. Here. I got it. I got it right here. So this is what it is. FEMA. It's a FEMA one. 
I'm pulling up the article right now. Oh, this can't be good. FEMA warns of a mega natural disaster expected. What? How have I not heard of this? And it is. Wait, 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 wait. I love this. It's the I-5. Are you east or west of the I-5, Bob? Search and rescue operations across 100,000 square miles in the the waters off 453 miles of coastline. As for casualties... 27,000 injured, almost 13,000 dead, are based on the agency's official planning scenario, which has the earthquake striking at 9.41 a.m. on February 6th. Of what How year? I know this. It doesn't say. That's not good. <laughs> they have some sort of a thing that they're, you know, it's like the weather map. Are you waiting for this? Is gonna, this is going to set off like a new rapture. People are going to start making t shirts with that date. And then. But do they, they not say that, what is this, the West Wing? We don't want to confirm what year it is? It's to happen in the next six months. What? There's a video mm-hmm. with it. Okay. And it's the San De Fuca plate and the North American plate. And one's going down and one's going across. You know what's bizarre? I'm looking at the graphic going... right now and it actually stops at the Canadian border. I'm wondering if that was purposeful or if it... <laughs> <laughs> it does. Like literally at the border, it stops. Canada, Canada. And even the Canadians on our side of that particular, uh, you know, area of longitude and latitude, I forget which one, the ones that go sideways. Under them, they're fine. It's the Canadians are exempt from this. So it's gonna lob off part of the coast. Well, no, it's just gonna shake so much they're all gonna die. No, Scott, <laughs> this is Bob, awful. Bob, are you to the west I or to the east picture. of the I five? I'm, I'm researching as we speak. You don't know. Okay, if you have to go to the I five, which direction do you go in, left or right? I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm east of it. I'm like. Well, you may soon have oceanfront property. By how many miles? Oceanfront property, bitches. Who wants to come to the ocean? Oh, my God. Beach party at my house, folks. (laughs) How are we doing? Oh, my God. Danielle will mock me. I have earthquake insurance. I don't mock. We had an earthquake Insurance is good. You guys did, too, didn't you, Bob? Somewhere in California had an earthquake. Well, I have earthquake insurance for... New England, and I once asked my my agent, I'm like, am I the only whack job that you have that has earthquake insurance in Massachusetts? And they're like, oh, no, we have, like, five of you people. Well, <laughs> we've <laughs> had, but we have I had, will rebuild. Um, we've had small earthquakes. We are east of the <laughs> I-5. Yay! Yay! Let's just have a moment <laughs> of silence for Sue. Oh. I mean, like, not a ton east, but Wait, we're Sue, east. Sue, where are you? Are you, you're, oh, well, you're on the, oh, you're right on the coast. You know what? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, we went we to the coast. To you guys just need to it's take a trip to the hours. East Coast on the on the on like the, that week. Every year, because yeah, we don't know the year. Coming to your house, just come visit us um, in February. Yeah, I'm you know, some I think I will be problem. fine, except for the fact that the house that I'm on, is like on stilt kind of things. Oh, this so graphic is horrifying! I just got the graphic. It's a bit like if you're not here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna do this like the olden days. I'm gonna explain this to you, and for whatever reason, this ad has a picture of a very large woman who apparently just lost a great deal of weight using whatever product they're selling. Um, okay, it's showing what appears to be an American city, and do you remember that scene from Deep Impact where the mother and the little tyke were running, and the, there was a wall of water? It looks a lot like that. Mm, yeah. That can't be good. 
Now, on the same page, I'm getting an ad. The first one says, NASA's warning, 13 months to get ready. And there's a picture of what appears to be, like, an atom bomb or, like, an asteroid exploding. And below that is, one odd trick fixed my erectile dysfunction. Read my shocking story. <laughs> like, I'm so glad the, uh... Which do you click on? Do you click on the apocalypse or do you click on how to solve the... I'm clicking on the apocalypse. We're having a baby. Everything must have worked. Hold on. Let me try the other one. I can't pull up the apocalypse, but I can figure out the ED thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason. And for a long time, my wife has been kind of disappointed. I still loved her. I still oh, thought it was incredibly sexy. But I just couldn't perform. Oh it made her God, feel ugly stop. and undesirable, and it made me feel like less than a man. Well, I can't find out why the world's ending. Just stop! Okay, okay so I officially decided the name of this episode is Bob's a Diva and Ryan Can't Perform. Well, we're having a baby in two months, <laughs> so I did something, right, Bob? Okay, then maybe Bob's a Diva. Bob's just a Diva. Ryan <laughs> was able to perform. Oh, no. Bob's a diva. Ryan knows how to use petrific. Oh, I got it up. Oh, All right. Oh, jeez, right. This is on the same. <laughs> Do you guys what you just said? What did I say? You're like, oh, I got it up. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, what I got up was the was the was the apocalypse <laughs> thing. It begins with fellow patriot. Don't be fools. World War Three won't be fought between nations. Definitely not between the USA and Russia. Well, that's good. Oh no. Okay. They know the stakes, and they're not stupid enough to risk everything. No matter how crazy Putin may try... Okay, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> ISIS. Hated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's ISIS. Blah, 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 blah. Is there something else to talk about today, please? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what happened to all the stuff we had planned... Uh, like well, you guys Russia. brought up that you... I didn't even know this was a thing. Brian brought a school prayer. No, I'm oh, talking about this Oh, we're going to get hit by an EMP. Oh, we don't want that. Or an EMP. All right, let, let's just talk about something else. So, so, so Ryan did, uh, did... Fine, one, la one last off-topic conversation. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ryan, did uh, your accountant, Ashley Madison, get exposed this week? Did my what? Oh, the... Um... <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the cheaters website that it, uh, the hackers that basically hackers, hacked into it yeah, hacked into a cheating yeah. website. I actually, oh, I heard about I, this. I yeah, actually, basically, there's yeah. a dating website intended specifically for people who were looking to who are in a monogamous monogamous relationship. Yeah, to basically cheat. Uh, and the group of hackers basically broke in, stole all the information records, and are threatening to. Uh, post all of this information publicly unless if the company shuts down. Oh, and obviously the company probably is not going to shut down, so it's all going to be you Public. know, all those cheaters are going to get, you know, oh, exposed. Oh, good. I don't feel bad for them. Well, like, they give their real yeah. names. Like, this is... Well, I actually... Yeah, um, names, addresses, information, yeah. credit cards, everything. Like, it's ridiculous. I actually just read an interesting... Yeah, credit card's not I'm actually, while we talk here, I'm going to try and find this thing. I actually, I had heard about it until a guy I follow on Facebook um, commented on it. And it was actually like an anti-hacker thing. And this is a guy, I guess, who has been cheated on and like his, he got divorced and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm trying, I can't find it right now. But um, basically what the point was, was that how many people do you know who are in abusive relationships 
who try and get out of them by seeing other people. And you can't just say that everyone who's cheating is someone who deserves to be exposed and they're actually doing damage to people who are trapped in relationships. So I, it was just interesting because it was the first thing I read about because I hadn't heard the news about the hacking. Mm. So it was, it was just, for me, it was a unique view on it, which I hadn't considered, but. Or I wouldn't have considered probably. I would have been probably like, I mean, it's something that's like, man, this is like private stuff now that is all coming out. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't care about all these people that are cheating on their spouses. Deal with it yourself. Like, what's actually the point of that? Like, we're going to tell your wife that you're cheating, like, on a global scale. Like, we're going to tell everyone. Yeah, it's. I don't know. That's that's a little. It's just. uh, Unsavory. Unsavory. Tie into the the movie my mother drugged me to yesterday. Oh, I so, what drugged. movie? I know. I thought she said drug too. <laughs> I, I've, I've met on a duck sweat. She can pull it off. Drug me too. Mom t- drugged me to a movie I knew nothing about, which turned out to be very racy, and have Daniel Radcliffe in it. Oh. Well, he. So we went and saw a train wreck. Train wreck. He he in recent years has publicly resembled a transvestite. We've determined on Perfect Weekly. Dan Radcliffe, he just has unique fashion sense. The Gen 2 came up with that about five years ago. I don't know if it's still current or not. Five years ago? I mean, is it still... Maybe he's he's put pants on since then. I don't know. Danielle is Googling Daniel Radcliffe (laughs) transvestite. Okay. (laughs) But that was just... So basically, it's this story about this woman whose father, the first five minutes of the show are absolutely hysterical because the father's trying to explain to his two very young daughters why they're, he and his wife are getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying, you know, you have a doll. How would you like it if somebody told you you could only play with that doll? And then he just goes on. And it's really funny. Um and the Dan Radcliffe part of it is he's actually a movie within the movie. He's in a movie that's within the movie that we saw. And it's all about him as a dog walker. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember, you know, almost a year ago where there were all these pictures surfaced of Dan Radcliffe in a park walking all these dogs and people were all like freaking out and trying to figure out what it was from? Were they no. really freaking out? They were really freaking out. Yeah. Because they were like, what's he doing? How come he's got all these dogs? <gasps> you know. How- Danielle has just prevented me, and I'm usually a year behind on the time, so I just got the dog walking thing now. But Danielle has just presented the picture where Dan Radcliffe has the hair of Severus Snape. Yeah, well, it's a hair extensions, apparently. Yeah, was that so for, was probably for a part. A part, or is he just, you know. Uh, it was probably for a part. Yeah. Okay. But he looks like Rory Gilmore. Let me see again. Hold on, please look. Looks like Rory Gilmore. Uh, about that. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit with really big eyebrows. Well, Dan Radcliffe has massive eyebrows. He does. Yeah. He bobs like two mm-hmm. little woolly caterpillars on his face. At the two thirds mark. So um, we should probably talk about what we were going to talk about tonight because we've done yeah, school prayer. And- I, at- I was going to say briefly that I stayed up till three o'clock watching the Maquis. We're gonna fucking talk about. We're gonna. Fu- I can fucking talk about it. I, this is the most I've used the. I have, this is the most of the word I've used. Oh, uh, breaking news: Melinda Leo in a future chapter of these cuts I have will have Harry drop the f bomb. And, and I she and know. I, she and I. No, they haven't gone there yet. But she and I have 
talked about this extensively. And I'm like, Melinda, do you realize the closest we've come to actually saying it ourselves is F bomb? <laughs> like we actually haven't used the word yet. <laughs> Cause apparently that was a, that was a big deal. Um, one of the things we're going to do, we're going to talk about the, um, the Star Trek episodes from our last, uh, podcast. The ironic thing is the missing podcast. There was a missing, well, two weeks ago we said we'd watch a bunch of Star Trek episodes and it would inform our characters. And then what happened was we discussed it last week when Bob wasn't here, but Scott was. See how I got their names right just there. And the episode never recorded. So we're going to do it again. Yeah, that's right. Yes, because that was. That was bad. That was bad. So. Well, this will um, be good, though, because now we'll have Bob's perspective on. Because one of them was specifically about Klingons. So let's go through the episode we um, watched. We watched uh, The Wounded for yep. uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, Sue has. I, I know Sue's watched Duet for uh, yep. Deep Space I watched, Nine. Mm-hmm. All but the last we one. We had. Um, one today. Blood okay. Oath. Bl- uh, one of the ones Blood I watched Oath. was Blood Oath on Deep Space Nine. Uh, uh, the Maquis was was a little bonus. I didn't realize you had assigned the Maquis. I didn't it was a bonus. It was. I, I mean, I know I've seen it, but I just yeah. I didn't rewatch it. it. We threw that one out there, and um, it was probably the most um, unintended episodes because the the Maquis episode was written for the the, the point of setting up Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> and, and then they completely dropped it. Star Trek Voyager never made use really well of that particular plot point, but Deep Space Nine. <laughs> did so yeah. it kind of worked out in the end and uh we had relics uh from the next generation yeah yes that one was really good yeah am i missing yes. any episodes um it was what of relics to what it was oh the one with your character what? the wounded the wounded the wounded, the wounded. Yeah, yeah we had some we had some uh, extra ones too there was a few other um episodes i think i threw up but i don't think any of us watched them so that worked out well so let's start with uh bob's impressions here because a few of us talked last week about them which didn't get recorded right. so but none of you got recorded so this is true but this is all new for jumpstart our conversation so what do you think so what was your favorite of the, the group or my favorite story, I think, overall was the Maquis, mm-hmm. only because as somebody who watches Game of Thrones for the political intrigue, this epi- these two episodes were filled with political intrigue mm-hmm. and everything that's going on. And so I, I loved it, seeing the dynamics between the Federation, uh, the Cardassians, the Federation, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, Settlers or yep. mm-hmm. uh, crap, whatever they're called, uh, and then uh, also like even with like the factions within those organizations, mm-hmm. like because clearly uh, the High Council of whatever was yep. throwing what's his face under the bus because clearly they were doing it, and you know they wanted to basically pin it on him, right? Ducat, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was just I really enjoyed the politicalness of it, and I was like, this is. This is what is what makes Star Trek interesting for me. That the first two seasons of of Deep Space were very into like the low key stuff like that, and it got much grander as time went on. And I think it was probably better when it was a little let, more subtle. So that's why those episodes are good, just for Danielle because she hasn't seen them in a while. The great thing about that conflict is that the Cardassians annex Bajor for decades, mm-hmm. and they give it up not because the Bajoran rebels have beaten them back, not because it's the right thing to do. They move back because a treaty is signed somewhere that causes them to give up the land. So they push back, and then within a year or so, there's more treaty negotiations, and 
planets that are on the Federation side of the border are now handed over to Cardassia in exchange for something else mm. elsewhere in the treaty. And the people who live on these planets recognize it as their home. They're, they're, they're not leaving. And if they fight the Cardassians who move in, they're now prompting a war against Cardassia. So what does the Federation do? Does it turn on its own citizens? Does it turn a blind eye to atrocities committed? By the Cardassians, so it's it's a it's it's a really thorny issue, and I think it informs um, all of our characters because we all seem to hate the Cardassians. But I know. your character specifically, because your character is a Bajoran, right? Power of what's your character's name? Field of Fire, something Fire, Fiery Depths of Hell. What's your character's name? Something with Fire. Oh, I have it written down on my Captain character fire. sheet, but I it's over there, and I don't remember it off the top of my head. Flame ball, something. Mother of fire. Mother of fire. Flame ball. Flame ball. Huh. I I actually anyway. have in my notes too, but they're downstairs. I think it's a great episode. I just remember the episode is two parter. Ends with um, one of Captain uh, or Commander Cisco's um, fellow captains in the area becomes a member of the Maquis, which is this resistance group that is rising up to stop. Mm-hmm the Cardassians and to fight the Cardassians because, you know, the, the, these planets are people's homes and it's not something mm-hmm. you can just give away. And Cisco, for much of, uh, I think at least the first episode, covers for him. And even though he's given up his uniform and, and, and turned his back on everything, he never reports, Cisco never reports that to Starfleet so that he can, you know, talk him back because this is an old friend of his and it doesn't work out that way. So I remember the episodes end with the Cardassian, I'm sorry, with the Maquis and the Federation shooting it out in their little raiders and runabouts and, and, and they kind of put a stop to what's happening, but it's only a band aid and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse as time goes on. Um, so that one was, was definitely a really good episode. Um, we also did duet. Mm hmm. Which is probably, I think that's a fantastic episode. One of the best, one of the best episodes really of good. television. I've, you know, when I rewatched that one, um, like I, I've seen that episode several times, but when I rewatched it, at first I was kind of like, mm, like Kira's coming on really strong, mm-hmm. and I thought mm-hmm. maybe she was kind of overacting a little bit, but then. I really feel like towards the end, especially, she's she's right on target where she needs to be with her reaction to him. Like when she figures out who he actually is and what he did, um, you know, you just see it in her face and she's like, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. Um, you know, you don't need to give up your life because of what happened. And he's like, but someone has to pay. Someone has to be punished yeah. for what we did. And I think it's a really sad story. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have this file clerk who just knew what was going on, knew it was wrong, Mm -hmm. but just didn't have the courage at the time to do anything about it because he just didn't know what to do. And whether you want to call like the Bajorans and the Cardassians, like the Jews and the Nazis or the Palestinians and the Israelis, like wherever you want to call them, he's this guy was basically, you know, Hitler's custodian who didn't have any. He had no real power. 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 To stop what was happening, but it bothered him, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, bothered, not even a strong enough word. I mean, it, it horrified him what was happening. And so now as later in life, he's trying to figure out a way that he can 
you know, bring light to this issue again. And, and mm-hmm. like he's saying, let the Bajorans put me to death. We need something. And the episode is he comes <clears throat> to Deep Space Nine. Um, and I, I wish no, we had spoiler space earlier, but yeah, um, he, no, he comes to Deep Space Nine and announces himself, you know, once he's arrested as basically is this Cardassian, uh, military figure who committed unspeakable atrocities during the war and he's now going to be tried as a war criminal and he just can't talk enough about how much he hates the Bajorans mm-hmm. and he wished he could have killed more and more and more of them. And his name is Gull Darheel. Mm-hmm. And they find and 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 Odo, the, the constable of Deep Space Nine contacts Gull Dukat, um, who is the former Cardassian overseer of Bajor and and says that they're going. They have Goldar heel in custody. And like he died six years ago. I was at his funeral. And he's like he says his name. And they were is- like, did you see the body? He's yeah. like, no, yeah, he's dead. Like yeah. I saw the guy. <laughs> and he's like, so so basically, he's impersonating Hitler, basically because the, the butcher of Galatea. Because is what it will give the majority some peace, knowing that he was put to death, and he's just a file clerk who did nothing wrong. It's just did it strike you as odd that just in terms of writing, I guess that. Don't you find it odd that Kira wouldn't have known that Galdar Darheel was dead? Like, don't you think that would have been important? He died on Cardassia. Yeah, but in the future world where news would, I would assume, travel fast. Not necessarily. You know, don't you think they would is not a metropolis. Bajor is a very, there's a line in, um, there's another episode I think I gave if, if we can watch, um, one of the Deep Space Nine ones, um, Ensign Row, and it has um, Michelle Forbes. Oh, yeah, that we did watch. Battlestar fan, Star fans will know is um, Admiral Kane. Uh, she plays uh, Lieutenant Row Laren, who is this um, officer in the Enterprise, or, or um, enlisted crew. No, she's an officer in the Enterprise who um, served time in prison, and she's get this really, you know, disruptive past. And she's, you know, a Bajoran, and um, they bring her back into service on the Federation flagship where she doesn't belong because they need to negotiate an issue with the Cardassians and the Bajorans. And when they they beam down to this car, this Bajoran refugee camp, and Picard has this voiceover where he says the Bajorans, you know, were towering intellects when humans weren't even standing erect, and look at them now because of everything that's happened to them. It's like Bajors, you know, they were in caves for years. Fighting with sticks. Well, no, I get that, but she's on a space station. Well, this is, but a year ago she wasn't. They I know. Brought, they well, pulled I just, her off the ground. We were, it's just when we were watching it, you even had a you even had a line where you're like, "Well, this wouldn't work today. You could just Google something Dora, and be know. like, <laughs> oh, wait, Darheel's dead.' It, it's almost like they just don't for for convenience sake. They just don't yeah. have information. That's true. This, that this episode was actually before mm-hmm. Wikipedia was. So up. it's a little strange. I'm having me. I'm having trouble actually defending that one because. They also said half of the planet was at his funeral, so I can't even say it was a small family gathering. I mean, it was, yeah. That's the only weak plot point, but I mean, as a, as an overall story, I think it's really good. I mean, you just have someone racked with guilt who feels the need to try to do something. Um, and then it just has, yeah. Kira's Kira's a good character. Because she starts this off full of hate Mm -hmm. and full of, I want justice and he is going down. Mm-hmm. And then as she, and and he says everything he can to piss her off. Oh, he's pushing her he, buttons. Yeah. He, he's he knows pushing what to her say. buttons big time. But at the end, when she figures it out, she's compassionate. Right. 
And I like seeing that arc or that growth or however you want to say it, because she went from pretty much blind hate to going, oh, wait a minute. There are some Cardassians that could possibly be redeemable. Mm-hmm. It's interesting and for me. Guy, yeah. yeah. It's interesting for me because there's a, at the end of the episode, um, I can't remember what the character's actual name is, but he gets murdered on the promenade by a Bajoran. Maritza. His name's Maritza. Uh, Maritza, um, for being a Cardassian and, and Kira asks the killer why he did it. Cause he's a Cardassian. They're all guilty. And Kira's like, no, they're not. No, he says he's Cardassian. That's reason That's enough. That's reason enough. No, it isn't. And there's an episode, uh, three or four years later, which, has Kira, who's visibly upset, screaming in the Cardassian, you're all guilty. Every one of you is guilty. And that's completely at odds with this episode. But I actually, and people complained about that at the time. I'm like, that actually makes sense to me. This is an episode where she gets to know this guy that she pities. A day later, a week later, will she say that, you know, if she sees a Cardassian, will she say in a moment of anger, they're all guilty? Maybe. I mean, you can't go through something like she goes through fighting is, you know, you know, in the trenches for years and years and years and having it, you know, inform your whole being and then meet one guy who did a nice thing and, and all of a sudden that all changed. So she's going to relapse back, but she was certainly touched by this moment. So I kind of like that little mm-hmm. recon as well. Um, wh- so I know we t- touched on a little bit last week. How do you think, do you think watching any of these episodes is informed how you want to play your character at all, Danielle or. Um, I'm still not sure. I mean, I think, <sighs> I think in order for the character to be in Starfleet, I think it has to be a backstory of leaving Bajor, Mm -hmm. either, you know, to escape the occupation. I mean, the occupation is still going to play into it because it's been occupied for, what, 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, And my character is presumably not that old. So, I mean... I think it's something that she would definitely have been aware of. But I think just for story's sake, she'll have had to have left Bajor. Um, I don't think she went the route of, like, the freedom fighters. Like, I don't think she was like Kira. I think instead she would probably left when she was quite young with her parents, settled somewhere else, and then had the opportunity to get into Starfleet. So more of along the lines of Ensign Rowe. Okay. Um However, you know, I, I don't want it. To, I don't want her to be a carbon copy of Ensign Rowe either. I don't want her to be, you know, I, it's like a lot of the Bajorans who are portrayed or some of the Bajorans that are portrayed, especially like Kira and Rowe, they're very fiery. They're very much, you know, um, they're very strong, but they're, they're very fiery women. Like they're, they're just very much like, in your face about it and right. hate the Cardassians, which I think is, is fine, but I'm not sure I want to just follow that kind of carbon mm-hmm. footprint of what's been there before. Yep. Um, right. and, but then on the, the other side of it too, is like <laughs> a lot of the Bajorans are just spiritual, like, mm-hmm. Ooh, let's meditate. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of, like, you have to, allow me to meditate. On well, like, you know, when, like the guy that uh, I can't think of his name at the moment, but the, one of the Kais. Vedic Brile. Oh, Vedic Brile. That that guy. I mean, he's like so calm and so like, oh, what will be, will be. So it's like, okay, I don't want to go that route either. But you remember um, Vedic Win? Oh uh, God, Louise yeah, Fletcher. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she became Kai. She did. There's actually a great episode with her where she talks because her character is very bombastic. 
But there's an episode where she talks to Kira about how Kira was this freedom fighter who, you know, killed scores of Cardassians and lived in, you know, in tunnels and all this stuff for years and years and fought for Cardassia. Oh, I'm sorry, fought for Bajor. And, um, Vedic Wynn was essentially a nun. And, you know, they were beaten regularly and, you know, there was very little freedoms and I'm sure they, mm-hmm. they had a really tough time of it. And she's like, you had weapons to fight. I just had my faith. And that's yeah. what I was able to right. fight with for years and years and years. It was this really interesting moment with a character who never really had any, but it showed kind of how religion can factor into that. I just think they're an interesting race because mm-hmm. there's so many, like you like you're saying, there's so many different ways that they handled what happened to them with the occupation and they all have different reactions and, and, and how they're dealing with it afterwards. Um, that it's just like, some of them are really angry at Starfleet. Ensign Rowe was angry at Starfleet because they're like, you guys did nothing. Or at at the Federation, I should say. She's angry at the Federation because they didn't do anything. Look at Picard, like in the wounded. Yes. Is Bajor a part of the Federation? No. The occupation? No, it's not. Okay, then why, do no. They have any, why would they have any reason to be upset about Starfleet not getting involved? Because Starfleet had the, the, the power to get involved. This is like if you're getting beat up in the street and there's someone standing right there who can stop it and they say, it's none of my business, you still get pissed. Um, in Deep Space Nine, when it begins, the Cardassians pull back and the Bajoran temporary government asks Starfleet to please come in and help us run the place because we just went through this horrible ordeal and we're not capable of doing it ourselves. And, but they're, so, th- but they're not members of the Federation. Starfleet's just quote unquote helping out, but look at like the wounded, um, my episode with captain Ben Maxwell and you have Maxwell trying to be a pragmatist saying, this is what's happening on the ground right now. This is what they're doing. This is what's going to happen. And again, involving the, involving the Cardassians. So supposedly there's this treaty between yeah. the Federation Right. And Cardassia. Yes. Because there was apparently. But they're war. still occupying Bajor, Bajor at the time. Well, and that's realistic today. Look how many atrocities. Right. No, but I'm yeah. just saying that's what's. Yes. The time In the real time, they're, they're, they're still They are still on Cardassia mm-hmm. until probably end, end of season six. And Maxwell's saying they're preparing for war. They're running these ships. They're ferrying weapons. They're doing X, Y, and Z. It's going to be bad. People are going to die. I'm trying to stop it. Picard's like, we can't do that. We need to protect the peace. <laughs> Yeah. We have a tree. Well, he's also been told. What? I've been told, no. To protect, the, to protect peace at all costs. And, 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 and Maxwell's like you're, like, you're a whack job. Like, I'm trying to stop <laughs> here. But in the episode, portrays Picard is right and Maxwell is, is, is a looney tune. But if you go forward six or seven years, Maxwell says, history will consider you a fool and I will be vindicated. I, I intend to make that one of my character's lines when we when we come back. Yeah, I was vindicated. Because look at Picard. He's into the rules. He's very calm. We, we must, you know, we must keep the peace and we must do things right. And we must, you know, that's not how no, things are done. It's Picard. But even when you get to Ensign Row, which I know Bob hasn't seen, um, you know, the, the Bajor is, you know, occupied and all that stuff is happening. Picard's like, no, we must keep the peace with the Cardassians. We can't do So I would get pissed. Now that we know the Bajorans and we're on Deep Space Nine and we see what happens, I'd be pissed at people like Picard saying, Well, we Roe makes the point of saying it's your policy of non-interference. Right. She's like, which is great for you. Yeah. She's like, but, you know. So it's interesting that Star Trek has kind of come full circle and now it's more in your face and it's more challenging um, you know, old school ways of doing things and breaking rules. And I think it's just, it's probably easier storytelling, but looking back at like the Picard era of like, no, we must not, you know, 
beat up the bad guys because we have a treaty with them. It, it's it's interesting to look well, at. Well, this is what I thought it's was... Very yeah, what it's I thought was interesting is what was coming out from all these episodes is like most of... For the most part, our characters do, do have that common thread among them of a dislike or a distrust like of Cardassians because the same can certainly right. be said for Klingons. Um, Klingons have no love for their Cardassians either. Yeah. They are a race without right. honor. And it's very interesting. Bob, you haven't watched much of Deep Space Nine, have you? No, but I, after watching the Maquis, uh, I think I'm going to go back and I think I'm going to watch it from the beginning. It's really good. It's well, it's by far my favorite the first, Star Trek. It's it, way more yeah. political, way more interesting. Yeah, I, there's such, ugh, there's so many good, like, secondary characters yes. that that recur and that you'll you will love and like yes. the the storylines are just so much more interesting to me they're they're it's better writing for the most the part. first two seasons are very nuanced and it's like if you Maquis, get through the pilot bob you'll make it I, it took me four times to get pilot. through the pilot. <laughs> it's so nuanced in those first two years and like they'll, yeah weird. it's long and they'll have quiet episodes about you know, oh, but just like the religion. visitor, the visitor. Oh my god, the visitor is like one of my favorite. Episodes. It gets more so into good. world building and big chess pieces later on in the run. I but like yeah, earlier stuff is is more quiet. But there's a lot of political stuff. A lot, a lot of interesting religious stuff yes. too. When you get well, the to first Peter. episode of Deep Space Nine is is a religious episode. Those aliens are the right, prophets. They're the prophets, but we don't know. That. But are they right. wormhole? Or are they just wormhole aliens? Or but they, anyway, yeah. we. We had assigned Blood Oath, which was another DS9, but it's a great Yeah, Bob, do you know the, the, the background to Blood Oath, why it was such a cool episode? All right. It's about three Klingons, Kor, Kola, and Kang. Oh, Kang. That's right. That was who are, um, <laughs> They're old friends of Curzon Dax, who is the oh, ultimate Curzon Gary Stu, because Curzon was the best. Everyone loved Curzon. Um, Everybody loved Curzon. They are played. I'm blank. Just to clarify, what was Curzon like? Like was it so, a race? No, no, Dax is a is a trill. It's a trill. Now think of the Doctor. We we've had twelve, right. thirteen Doctors. Okay. The, the the there's a slug in um that's it's it's it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's, the it's a symbiont. It's a it's a hybrid relationship. It is it's lived for three hundred years. It's it's known as the Dax symbiont. And it's right. implanted into a host body, and it kind of merges with... Is it with, any host body, or is it a particular race? Well, that's an interesting... It's no, a, it has to be Trill. It has to be a Trill. It's the Trills. There was actually an episode yeah. of... They, um, they have an episode about this, which I don't think you should spoil. It's really good. There's an episode on um, TNG. They're introduced on TNG, and Riker has to carry one for like an hour and a half. It's horrifying. But, um, <laughs> and so the, the deal is, is that, because he's, oh, he, he's, it's bad. And that was actually the anti-same-sex marriage. But he's not center. a trill. He's well, they 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 get they, 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 they back on topic. Gay on topic. So um, the symbiont will live within the host body for years and years, and when presumably the host, until the host becomes when the host unable, dies, right? It's removed and implanted into the next body, and the, the now you know, like say if it's the da- say it's person. say it's the Dax symbiont implanted into Bob. Now instead of Bob Standring, we have Bob Dax. Now you'd be Bob Dax, and you. Remember everything that came before, so you, it's kind of like a like an anatomical doctor a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Curzon was the previous host, and he was the old man. And everybody and he, loved Curzon. everyone loved Curzon, and the ladies loved him. And, and, <laughs> and he, was, he was good friends with Cisco. With Cisco, he was Cisco's uh, mentor, yeah. and now he's 
um, he, he incurs on dying old age. So now Jed yeah. Zia. So now it's a trill. Now Jed Zia is the incumbent. Has it, but she has all of Curzon's right. memories. So every once in a while, she'll randomly do like this acrobatic thing because one of her former hosts was a gymnast, and it's it's really kind of cool. It's interesting with the trill. Week. I thought about being a trill. They're actually for this, fascinating. They're characters. a really interesting race, and they will always give the priority. If you're a host, the priority is the symbiote. The symbiote must survive. They don't care right. if the host dies. Right. Like they, the, the priority is the safety of the of the because symbiote you're always. you're dealing with 300 years of yeah, history and you exactly. can't lose that. They're really anyway, interesting. Classic Star Trek. Um, there were three main Klingons on Classic Star Trek. It, uh, there was an episode, The Errand of Mercy, which introduced characters known as the Organians. It was the first appearance of the Klingons. It was this great episode where Captain Kirk is trying to save this village of simpletons from the Klingons. And as it turns out, the simpletons are like energy beings of enormous power. And they just are actually playing Captain Kirk the whole time. And Kirk is pissed because he wanted to go to war with the Klingons. Then there's the trouble with Tribbles, where there's Tribbles and there's Klingons. (laughs) And then there's another episode where... Very weird looking... Yeah, yeah. Where, where there's this um, energy being that loves people who hate each other, so he forces the Klingons on the Enterprise and, and the and Starfleet crew in the Enterprise to fight each other for eternity to make them all hate each other, and Captain Kirk has to lead a love summit with the Klingons to stop them. <laughs> and uh, the Klingon commanders in each of these episodes were Kor, Koloth, and Kang. So this was actually a reunion episode of 60s Klingon actors. With the same actors. Same actors were brought back really? as the same yeah. as the yeah. same character. So there's references, I think, in there where Core fought Captain Kirk at one point, maybe. And the, so these were the, the these are the bad guys from Classic Star Trek. These are the three bad guys from Classic Star Trek, and they're now they're great friends. Of yeah, cool I know. <laughs> and same actors. So it was really cool that they brought them all back um, from Classic Star Trek. So that was the kind of motive behind the episode was just to do it. But I think it's just a fantastic Klingon episode. It's a great I mean, it's just the whole thing with the blood oath, they take these things so seriously right. because so much of the culture is yeah. about honor and yeah. about these types of things. And of course the Klingon's going to hold a grudge for 80 years yeah. or however long it's been. Like, right. it's been forever. Yeah. But they're going to have vengeance because they're not going to let it go. And when they realize, like, their hips are kind of creaky... And they're kind of a little slow, and they really can't run across the big field so much. Kang is prepared to die, and he's actually prearranged their death. I know. He's Um, like, oh, well. Because that's a Klingon thing. Yeah. You want to die in battle. You don't want to die in old age. They're like, we can't sneak up on the albino. We'll hear you coughing. Yeah. So and uh, of course Jesse is like, well, what if we just like you know beat him with technology? We could do that. <laughs> and she's it, like, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and it turns yeah. out well, well for at least one of them. Once they finally accept her, she had to like get the batleth out and show her skills. So Scott, why do I keep calling you Scott? I don't know, Scott, Bob, dude, really? Third time because that's that. what he does. He can't remember. I don't names. know who the hell. I keep calling. He called him. Jen and Chi and Meg all different names all the time. All right. What did you think? Because yeah, I know we have like about five minutes left, and and I want to get to your character. So, what do you think of the Klingon episodes that you watched, or episode that you watched, and how do you think it's informing your character? I'm still like up in the air about how I feel about my character. Um, I know we were talking about bringing him on as like an like a, an emissary or as like some kind of a, like transfer deal. I'm still not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. I like the Klingons. I think it's an, it'd be interesting to have a Klingon, uh, especially since 
it seems like our main story is taking us towards, you know, some sort of conflict with some kind of Cardassian something. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, sense. I could be wrong. It would make sense. But consider- yeah, it makes sense considering, you know, the, our characters and, you know, their backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, so, obvi- so obviously the core aspect of whatever character I play has to have some sort of uh, beef with the Cardassians. I'm um, thinking we should get Bob to somehow... Unless, of course, you want to be a Cardassian, and then we'll just have a lot of tension on that bridge. We'll just be glaring at Bob. <laughs> huh? We'll just be glaring at you. No, wait, we can't have a Cardassian. This will be interesting. We need him to somehow watch all of Deep Space Nine before we do this because I don't want to give away how it ends because it kind of informs. It's so good. Well, it informs the Klingons, the Cardassian, like the whole thing kind of changes. And I think you should. I think you should see that first. Well, I guess I could watch that episode. I, but, uh, well, there's 178 of them, but we'll try and squeeze that in before. Oh, I thought I'll, I'll, I'll watch the entire series. Well, you've watched four of them, so there's like 174 left. And, like, one of those is crap. You can skip that one. So, hundreds of, <laughs> The one where Quark has a sex change operation. I'm, oh, not, I'm not kidding. That was yeah. actually an episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's still kind of up in the air. Uh, I guess I'm the only character that really kind of has not Oh, no. Let's not. Shape-shape. Do we want to make him a change? Danielle's like? not a fan of Odo. Odo always freaked me out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I have my, in that case, I'd have my carrot. If I was Odo, I'd have him hit, hit on you the entire time just to creep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, um, oh, she's so weird. I'd be like, you have to like regenerate in a bucket every night. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> Get my buckets. Where's your bucket, Odo? I, I think maybe what I'll have to do is I'll have to do my own research on Klingon stuff um, and then see kind of. Like, like do some, like you know, do surf the wikis, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of come up with ideas, and then kind of go from there. I'll give you yeah. a couple so more episodes to watch too. The idea is not to like completely rip off Worf, right? Uh, definitely, it's tough yeah, because he's, he's the major. Out. He's the yeah. major. Player. He was in eleven yeah. seasons of yeah, Star Trek, exactly. so it's kind of hard to skip. Yeah. Right. So like, it's like, how do you explain a, a Star? Uh, I'm sorry, a Klingon getting into Star Fleet. You know, he's okay. kind of the go-to deal. Right. But we'll see. Yeah. And Scott couldn't be here tonight. And all we learned about his character from last week's podcast that didn't get recorded was that engineers drink a lot. So Scott just may be drunk in the engine room. <laughs> you know, I, I had this conversation, I had this conversation with Sue. Uh, what is with you guys and coming up with characters that have like issues? Like, it's always fun to have like, you know, like, you know, things that kind of, like, are different. But it's just, like, if I remember correctly, you know, Ryan's character in The Orders was, like, an old man who he gave celiac disease to. It's just, like, all these, like, random, like, things. Did it's you like, make him a celiac? Why not? Nothing wrong with that. You guys made him. Yeah, because I remember we had to, like, you, you, you and freak. Danielle made him old. No. No, I didn't. Well, no, I mean, Ryan made him I made him, like, 52. <laughs> Yeah, so that, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not that old. Yeah. That's not old. I'm 50 right now. I was about to say, Sue, I dare you to call him old. (laughs) Super old. God, might as well just put him in the dirt. I'm going to have to hurt uh, you when I see you. It doesn't surprise me. All right, so as we're coming. I'm asking myself, what what I say now? 
as we're coming to the end of this night, we just want to um, let you know for some future episodes coming up, obviously we're going to get Scott and Bob back in the same room so I can stop calling Bob Scott. Well, now much. then you'll just call them those still the wrong name. We'll have to calling Scott Bob. And- um, one thing we're going to do for a future episode, um, which we didn't have time to do this week, is and I'm sure Bob got this idea from reading the first chapter of Armada, but um, we're going to watch The Last Starfighter. And we're going to have a discussion of that. Available on Amazon Video. Available on Amazon Video. And um, speaking of Armada, we're going to read it. Uh, written by Ernest Klein. It's out on Kindle and then hardcover and everything else. you got to read it. An I'm, audio yeah, with I, Will Wheaton? Yeah. I'm four pages in. I Sorry, that literally is the I finished. So I finished the other book I was just reading, The, um, the Magical Institute. Did you finally get into it? I did. It was. Uh, okay. It was. It was very. It, it took me quite a while, but I really got it into it. By took the end. a little bit, but yeah, it yeah. it kind of hooks you once you get into it. It did. So like, I ended up giving it four stars. It took me forever to finish it, but I did enjoy it very much by the end. Okay, I read Armada in two days. See if you can break. Oh boy! Nor into the far into the fast. ground. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And the other book which I read was The Royal Institute of Magic um, by Victor Kloss, K-L-O-S-S. Something Victor like that, yeah. Uh, and I read book one, Elizabeth's Legacy. It's world building, and it took like 70% of the book to build the world. So I, was, I, I kind of wanted the story to get started, and finally it did. Cool. So that was just the first one. You haven't read the second one yet. I haven't read the second one yet. It's on my list. Oh, I like the second one. I think Bob has to go, though. I know. I kind of do. Yeah, we should end the show. Bye, we have to go to bed. Going I gotta to go for the alpacas. Episode. Okay, let's end the podcast. Uh, a, couple thing, a couple of things before we do. Um, I just want to take a moment to plug another member of the Puva family and talk briefly about uh, point, uh, point of View Weekly. Point of View Weekly. Poofa Plays. We have been doing Poofa Plays for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we're about five episodes in. We seem to have fixed most of our problems. So, though our random scheduling is kind of weird, we do try to let you guys know at least a couple hours ahead of time when we're able to uh, do stuff. But that's mainly because uh, Scott and I plan episodes out about like an hour ahead of time. Uh, but we are playing Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, it's loads of fun. Um, I would like. I have a favor to all of you. Uh, if any of you who are watching, um, please take the time to create a Twitch account. And then more importantly, follow Poofle Plays. Um, it is kind of important. The more followers we get, the more uh, exposure we get. And then in turn, if we're able to actually partner with Twitch, we can have access to higher quality stuff. And, you know, really even people can subscribe. And it'd be kind of nice to have those options to work mm. with. Because Definitely. just based non, non-partnered accounts don't give you a whole lot. But anyway, uh, so if you like Scott and I uh, talking about random stuff and uh, you want to watch some Star Wars, uh, it's, it's check us out. Um, one of the things I want to start doing is bringing people on who aren't playing with us because it sounds like no one can actually play the game because <laughs> everyone owns Max. I know. Uh, but it's okay. But we can, uh, the idea is to kind of have it become more like a podcast that just happens to be taking place while we're playing games. Um, so, but definitely... Yeah, we're excited about it. And uh, check us out at twitch.tv backslash Uh Anything going on with uh, Potterfic Weekly that people should know about, uh, Sue? Uh, only that apparently I should have been a Slytherin, according to my editor. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't re-listened to the story that 
that she started editing, but she's like, how did you not get sorted into Slytherin? (laughs) Apparently I did something. I need to go listen and find out what it was. I can only imagine. Uh, I could see Sue Sue as a Slytherin. There's aspects about her personality that she doesn't show uh, very often, but I could see it. All right, so I think that's going to do it because that's 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 pretty much all the other poop of shows there are. (laughs) Getting one, but uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode of Point of View Weekly. We hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed putting it together. And from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I'm Danielle. Yay! I'm like, whoa, hello. There's some serious lag still. I'm sorry. Anyway, we will see you guys next week. Until then, good night. Take it good easy. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Ryan, I'm dropping two. A- What? It's like, there's like a five second delay. It's like, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Laugh, I'm Sue. You know, I was so excited about listening to you, I just sort of spaced it. Aww. Sue was sending an attachment. That was the problem. I just got a message from Sue with an attachment. It took all of her power. That's what it was.